0: Oh, welcome to another episode of More Than Dice, episode 126. I'm John. Oh, damn it, I'm going to be Gonzo tonight. Um, Gonzo's third camera is still messed up, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and switch this over to the paint cam and get this out of the way, because the paint cam ones are not a problem. So I'll to figure mm-hmm. out what that is. Um, welcome to episode 126, where we're going to talk about... Role-playing games online and how to do them. And we're talking about role-playing games as in D&D, um, getting your friends together, blah, 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 bleep, bleep, bleep. Um, oh, my. To whoever sent that follow. Um, oh, thank
1: you so much for following, string of numbers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that must be someone new. Um, but uh, that's what we're talking. about gonna be before we do that. Let's go ahead and get all of our good sponsors and get the business out of the way. And I needed to go get water. Dang it. Uh so John, why don't you do that while I go get water? I thought I had water in my cups. Oh what? Yeah you 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 pop it on me. Yeah I gotta
2: make I gotta make the topic and I gotta cover this.
0: Yes. For (laughs) once.
1: Wait, what are
2: you covering? Uh apparently all of our sponsors, you know like uh, Metalhead Minis, uh, Lynn there, who is awesome and sends out our stuff for us, so we don't have to be worried about it, which is great. You should check her out. She's also an amazing painter herself. Uh, Tectonic Craft Studios, Arky Dan, uh, Dan the Man, who has wonderful MDF cut stuff that is terrain and base inserts and such. Of course, Muse on Minis, who's hosting us, and they're super cool for doing that. And they have their own site of podcasts. You can definitely follow them. And if you go on their web store and use our code morethandice, you can get a discount on your order from them. And then also, what, Creature Caster, Kathy, who does a lot of awesome, awesome models and paints. And I think that was everyone.
1: That was everyone.
2: I think Gonza didn't think I remember it oh, yeah. all.
1: Yeah. But good job, John.
2: Good job. It's almost like I pay attention once in a while.
1: Eh, occasionally.
2: Every once yeah. in a while. Did you get them oh. all all done? I did.
1: Damn. Yeah. He's just that good.
2: I mean,
0: should do him every time then.
2: I, I, I should inform you. I've been doing this for quite some time.
0: <laughs> so, um, actually, uh, something else I'm going to do, uh, since uh, I had to pull them out and I washed and cleaned them. I have a new print of the warp gates. I'm sorry, about
2: the gates that could have gone really sideways real quick.
0: <laughs> and I am going to cure them real quick because it only takes about five or so minutes uh, because I'm using two different type of resins because somebody said, hey, try this resin out and tell me what you think. Yeah. And I was like, I can try this resin out. I cleaned them up and had them all ready. So I'm going to cure them real quick. It's going to take about five minutes. So, in five minutes, when I say tell me, uh, I will pull them out and we'll see what we do and do a quick test of them and see if uh, the difference between the resin is uh, noticeable.
1: I mean, just looking at them, the gray ones are more comfortable to look at and you can see the detail on them.
0: Correct. Other than that, yeah. so I'm going to put them in my curing, my soon-to-be-old curing chamber, because I possibly am getting a new one. Oh,
1: snap!
0: All right, start the timer for five minutes now.
1: Are you talking to me?
0: Whoever. I
1: hope you're not talking
0: to me. We'll try to talk to our video audience and let them decide on that. Ugh. Um, so... (laughs) Captain Mizzy has timer. (laughs) (laughs) John, what are you drinking today? Uh, well you know, I, I, I you would you wanna guess? Uh Jack and Coke.
1: It's Dr Pepper.
2: <laughs> Actually I have a, a nice glass of Chardonnay here I'm gonna try. Shut up. Okay. No, it's really Chardonnay. With
1: Dr Pepper? <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean not gonna lie, it might make it taste better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kathy? You gonna surprise us today? Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, I am going to be drinking an Oktoberfest by Mothers. I've had this before. It's not bad. Um, but next week I'll have a brand new beer. Oh. I'll see how it is. Uh,
1: Wait, so we don't, we, we don't get to hear any kind of teaser about what brand new beer it might be? Or it
0: has a sense? chocolate flavor. How about that? <laughs> So, uh, the one, but...
1: the one beer I had that that had a a chocolate flavor was from Brewery Mischief, which is a, a mischief brewery uh, in California, and that was that might have been the best beer I've ever had.
2: Man, that's we made Jesus, but it's. It's okay. I just, my palate tastes the hoppiness too much. It drowns out a lot of the other flavors sometimes.
1: Yeah. I feel like this one, this one was creamy though. It was a. Is that a lager?
0: Yeah. This is a lager. I mean, I'd try it.
1: It was so good. It wasn't like chocolatey like ones where they're trying to fake put some kind of flavor into it.
0: Uh, not real chocolate, like chocolate flavoring.
1: It was, it was just so damn good. Like the whole experience of it. Yeah. <laughs> also, it was at a German restaurant, and uh, everything else was amazing. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's go ahead and get our cheers out there, guys! Thanks for watching us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, to all our patron subscribers, thank you for keeping us going. Um, and all the people that subscribe to us on Twitch. Uh, also, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe to us for free. Yep. Um, that helps us out a lot because it pays some of the bills to keep this going. Um, other than that, please take care of yourself. Please watch each other. Please help each other. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Bonja.
0: It's not bad. Yep. That's something like ass.
1: Enjoying <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <Fizik>, 12-year-old Scott. <gasps> Who's doing Glenn Yeah, I have
0: envy. Uh, so, uh,
2: what I'm really drinking is actually uh, Barks Root Beer with Kraken. That was actually Chardonnay, but that was more of a joke. I'm going to drink this instead because that still taste.
0: <laughs> that stuff tasted like ass.
2: I got a, got a bottle of it for some work, uh, you know, Friday happy hour thing, and I tried some and we both decided that's not our thing. You know,
1: it's really, really like good if you put it in spaghetti sauce
2: more um, apparently, uh, what is it, uh, risotto? Oh, that's good. That's, yeah, good for risotto. Yep. Well, we'll save it and cook with it, because we certainly ain't drinking that shit. No. Yeah.
1: I've had wine like that, where I'm like, what the
2: hell? Oh, I hey, Kathy, just... for you, I'm going to do something here. I got some left, and I got some of this left. So for you, live, I'm going to mix them and tell you how terrible it is.
0: What <laughs> dark Sorry. pepper Chardonnay? <laughs> Nasty.
1: I apologize for just snorting into my mic.
2: There you go, uh, Kathy. Cheers. <laughs>
0: it's better. Oh it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's better, but it's not good. All right, I'm gonna work on Star it's Lord, Rocket, and Groot. I'm going to do just a little touch-up work on Groot and do his bass. Um, public
2: service announcement? Don't do not
0: do this. It's not.
1: Please
0: don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. I
2: sacrifice myself just so you guys don't have to. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's drinkable. It's not good. You better mixes out there. Groot looks but it like wasn't, like, man. bad. I mean,
1: he is a tree man, but he kind of looks like a... A Blood Bowl Tree Man. He would be awesome
0: as a Blood Bowl Tree Man. Oh, your timer's done, Gonzo. All right, so let's pull these out. Five minutes. Let's see. Ooh, (laughs) good and stinky.
2: (laughs) Captain Mizzy had it too.
0: All right, hold on. Make sure that that's not. All (laughs) right, so people were saying, because I did these, uh, did some stuff in the green, and of course the green seems to feel a lot more brittle than mm-hmm. everything else which I, I don't i don't disagree uh but i am always a thing let's test it out Ooh, i gotta cure this a little bit longer so kind of bendy right there so that one maybe takes a little longer to cure than the
1: green yeah
0: that one's a little bendy too let's put them in there for just a little bit longer
2: yeah you don't want bendy resin i've gotten some from uh forge world that was not cured and it was oh, no point like out yeah bad.
0: So let's give it another five more minutes and see how we do. If you would like copies of these, let me know. I am starting to print stuff off for people. Um, At a cost, of course, but not anything huge. Because I can't sell the models, but I do sell my services. Um, But I'm going to work on Star-Lord, Groot, and Rocket uh, during the cast. Um... Oh, dropping rocket all over the place. Um, so where going we get that? I'm gonna try some different things out with uh, Star Lord because I know I painted like all of him brown, but I want to try something right now. But I mean, is this is coat red. Like, well, not
1: red, red, but like
0: It, like it is a red, but I wanted to do him kind of like a like a Wild West uh, type of dust coat. And stuff. I'm going to darken it up a little bit, but I'm going to try a blue on this brown and a red on this brown on a shirt. So okay. blue on the pants and red on the shirt uh, with the washes, because I'm trying to, to figure out some stuff.
2: Ooh. Oh, thanks, Hinton B, for your subscription. It's super cool of you.
0: We appreciate Oh, Hinton B, thanks a lot. Um, okay, so our topic this week is um, role-playing online with your friends. Uh, of course, in this time of day, everybody, we can't get together a lot, so everybody's trying to figure out ways to um, play their favorite RPGs, role-playing games, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it, uh, online with uh, each other. And I started doing this back in our Star Wars game, I did... Uh, online, but I we, we didn't do it with as much vigor as we're doing it now. It's uh, much bigger. It is much bigger and we've been using a lot more programs. I, I've known about, and everybody knows about it, uh, Roll20. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known about it, never got into it because you know, the best way to do it is you have to pay for it uh, to, get the, to get the most out of it, I should say.
2: Yeah, but it's still perfectly functional and I can speak to the fact that it's perfectly functional without Well, I mean, I assume he's not paying for it, but even if it is, it's not that expensive, and it's very good. But to put maps up with your own character tokens, move them around and such. Um, Even just that functionality, it has character sheets added to it. Correct. That You can add character sheets, and it'll do the rolling for you in a lot of cases if it can figure out the rolling. And that's all super good. I'm not going to lie. And there's
1: other third-party stuff that you can do with maps and music and...
0: And other stuff, right? Correct. Like one of the things you can do is um, the Midgard campaign, which we'll be posting our videos um, up shortly, and the audios of our three games that we've played, because we finally finished the adventure, the starting one. Sorry, excuse me. Um, with us using Roll Twenty, and there was some hitches and bugs, and getting things ready, and also myself learning how to. Do it because it is a very robust system. It can do so much stuff.
2: See, um, that's funny. That actually brings me to what I want to talk about another topic. But go ahead and finish. Uh,
0: because, like I said, they were saying you can do the maps, and people can move their characters around, and it can auto-roll and do all this other stuff for you. But there is so much of it, and learning how to do it, you've got to spend time with it, especially if you're the GM. Um, there are people that professionally get paid. To run it, and they use roll twenty, and you can do some really really cool stuff with it. Um,
1: do you think that by now there uh, would be tutorial videos on YouTube about how to to work some of the the interface and stuff? There's not that? much.
0: There really isn't a lot because there is so much.
1: Somebody's missing some uh, some kind of content thing. Like you could do.
0: Um, well, Roll20's got a couple of videos on their
2: site, and then a couple other people have uh, some other stuff. Yeah. There's several videos. I mean, there's enough that I'm sure you could learn a the basics. There's at least a half dozen videos here on the front page immediately. Correct. So. Right.
0: Yeah, there's just, what I'm saying is there is so much to it. And because, okay, for example, as the GM, when you load up, you can show what you want people to, sh- what people to see. But then there's three layers to that one map. There's like an overlay map, a GM map, and then the map array plays on. The token map. And it, that's something I had to learn. Um, and it's like, whoa, this is a lot bigger and more than you can do than I thought.
2: Gonzo, um, timer in three seconds.
0: Okay. Three seconds. One, two, three. Um, but there's just a lot that you can do with it. I'm going to pull these out and set them to the side for a little bit. Because uh, I got some paint I want to get on this model. Um... Like, you could set it up that as soon as you jump to a scene or you put the characters in the scene, not only do you cue the music, the lighting, and when you put the NPC, you put the player characters there, you can set it up where if it's a dark area, they've got fog of war, but if they have night vision, that can click off and do some certain things. So, I mean, there's just all this, there's so many cool things about it. Um, One of the uh, things I think is really neat is the um, ability for people that make the games, like Midgard, um, Paragon... I don't remember the name of the company that made Midgard. Um, They can build modules, so they have everything built for you. You just buy the module, and you plop it down, and you you run the game. Um, So you don't have to build your own maps or get anything in there. Um, And it is... Pretty freaking sweet. Um, because it'll have all your NPC character sheets. Uh, one of the things I do like about Roll20 is uh, once you figure it out, you click the button to hit something, and you, and you click it on your character sheet, which makes it even easier. You, click your, you go to your character sheet, the people that are playing, they've got the character sheet pulled up, they log into the game. Uh, I'm going to swing my longsword, they click longsword, and it calculates everything, rolls it out, prints it, and you get to go and do it. And then you roll damage.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Very, very simple. Very, very... Very user-friendly in that aspect. But it can get very robust really quickly. So... So
2: The first thing is, like, obviously roll 20 is cool. There's a lot of stuff there. You guys can research it and use it, if you will. Um, But the the first thing I want to talk about is, what kind of game do you decide to play? for role-playing over the internet. Because so I think that's actually really important, perhaps even more important than what you choose to use.
0: Yeah. Well, first things I do is I look at my people and I go, this is what I'm willing to run. And give, well, like, three or four sources of things. So, yeah, that's
2: cool. But do you, do you, since I'll ask you as running, do you put any thought besides what you're in the mood to run?
0: Um, I do... Like party size. If I have like oh six people that want to play, I'm like okay, I need to find a game that's appropriate for, you know, that type of party size. Um,
2: because it occurs to me as someone who might run a game, the most important thing should be the actual complexity of the role playing game. There are many role playing games out there I would not ever <laughs> want to run online because it would be, uh, it'd be crazy. Like it, what be, games like, would what you would do. not?
0: Which would get? What games would you not want to run online?
2: Um, anything too crunchy, anything too dice involved. So actually champions, which I play normally in person, I would not want to run it online. There's too many dice involved. It's a little too much, um, crunchiness, you know, map movement is theoretically important or super important. The more important the tangentials come like this sounds weird. I'd love to run D D, but fourth edition D D would be the worst for running online. Unless you've got a program that's going to do everything. And I'm sure you could get Roll20 to run it pretty well. But you would need some sort of integration because of the powers and all that stuff. I wouldn't want to run that online. But any other D&D where maybe it's not quite as important as uh, important for the tangentials, the map, and all that stuff. For example, Feng Shui is a game I would run online in a heartbeat because... It literally says in the book, the map is not your friend. You're supposed to be vague, give an idea. You could flash a picture up on how hey, you could play on Discord with that, which is another option we should talk about at some point. Um, and you could just flash a picture up and get an idea of like, oh, this is what the room looks like, and you can go. And I think that should be really important part of choosing because if you choose something that, you know, you guys play in person, no worries, it's super easy. As soon as it becomes over the internet, everything becomes harder. So like you talked about mood music. I would actually not suggest using music at all unless it was pure soundtrack music and kept very low volume because you start getting people talking over and none of these voice programs are great yet. No. You can't hear people when everyone starts talking at once just because that's the way it works. You don't have that same... The way they compress everything, I think, to put it over the audio, it, it starts to blend together and become a cacophony of stuff rather than people where you can discern them uh, you know, in person well, so you'd want to be careful about that as well.
1: Our uh, our one that our our Xenolos project one that we did on Tuesday night, um, it was a uh, Daltaris was trying out a new a new service or something. I it, and it was a different interface. He wasn't using Fantasy Grounds, which is another, you know, like you have you have. D twenty, you have. Uh, or roll twenty. Mm. You have fantasy grounds is the one that he was using, but he switched to this other one, and I can't for the life of me remember what it was. Um, but that one, you he, he had music playing in the background, but it was like you say, it was kind of a, a soundtrack, sort of a just mellow <coughs> music, yes, and it- every single person had their own individual volumes that you could choose to lower. So if I'm having trouble, you know, hearing anything, I can turn my own volume down. Um, but it's just a, a, a sort of quiet background music to uh, what the voices were doing, and, and this was streaming on Twitch. So... It yeah. wasn't just, you know, some people
0: playing online by themselves. Roll20 yeah, we... has the ability to, you, you can change the volume of what each individual sound effect type thing is. So if it's too loud for you, you can change it.
2: Yep. Um, but actually, uh, we actually don't use Roll20's audio. Even though it's right there integrated, we actually use Discord.
0: See, we, we use Skype because we had a problem with the video and audio on it. Um. Well, there's we,
2: Do you need video to go? I generally don't think you need video. We do because we like to see it, each it other.
1: Depends on the situation. Yeah. I mean,
2: you, you can because Roll has also got video integration too, but you can also switch uh, when you switch your input from being the player to your character. When it says, "You know, you know," um, your character says X, it switches to your character portrait from whatever from your video feed anyways. So, I mean, I'm like, I started thinking like, is it worth it? Do you need that? But it's a decision you have to make when you're playing. Do you need to see everyone or is not having that extra resource burden on everyone's computer and everything going to work better?
0: Yeah. We yeah, have video on all. each other just so we can see each other because we want to see each other's face because we miss each other.
1: Hey, my Monday night group, which normally is our in real life group, uh, Obvious, for obvious reasons, we switch to only Discord, and we don't do video at yep. all. It's just voice. And uh, there's one separate channel where our DM posts his maps and stuff, so that we at least have a visual of, you know. Mm-hmm. But none of his stuff is grid-based. You know, none of his maps are terribly to scale or anything. It's all very theater of
2: the mind. Yeah, well, that's sort of the the, the, the dirty secret of role-playing. People get so into the, you know, making models and all that because it's super cool to get your models yeah. together and to paint them and all. It's so cool. And, I mean, I loved the way 4th Edition really integrated it in, but you don't need it. You can talk your way through anything. Yep. And, honestly, I find some of the... There's a certain level of games where it was already sort of abstract, like the old uh, Marvel superheroes game, the phase-rip system. Um, that one is great for it because it was only using areas. There was no dedicated, how. what's your range? Four areas. How long is that? Four areas. Uh-huh. If it's indoor, it's shorter. Yeah. If it's outdoor, it's longer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and it can be as big as long as you want. Is it four blocks? Well, maybe in this area it's wide open, it's four blocks. Maybe this is tighter, it's not four blocks. It doesn't matter. It's a lot of, there's a lot of that, you know. Some of those stats don't matter. That's sort of the thing about games online is there's a lot of crunchiness in games where that crunchiness doesn't matter. Uh, if you don't have the in-person status, you don't necessarily need all that little crunchy bits. Yeah. Oh,
1: Hinton says, uh, we don't either, and we don't ever use video. Too many problems with it. We've tried Skype, but encountering problems there as well. Looking into Discord. So, if if my pal Jack, who's like 80, can figure out Discord, anybody can.
2: The hardest thing about Discord is just getting everyone on the same page, so to speak. Once you get that, it can be pretty easy. It's just a matter yes. of learning how to use Push to Talk. And I will suggest everyone, when you when you start doing this on, online, learn how to use Push to Talk. It sounds simple. It is simple. But remember... You want to press it before you start talking. Like, <laughs> after you're done with your statement. Otherwise, you get this weird thing where parts are cutting off. Yeah.
0: And we, you know, we well, thought about we doing Discord even... also instead of using Skype. But we were in already in the game session. or are about to be in the game session. It's so like, we've already got Skype figured out. Let's work with Skype. And then we're like, we need to switch to Discord to make it a little bit easier.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, the Discord is not that difficult. Like I said, if you... If you really want to play D&D or whatever role-playing game of choice, uh, like I said, if 80-year-old Jack can figure it out, then certainly other people can too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's not hard. It's, it's got a lot of other good uses, too. There's a lot of people that use a Discord, and it's a good way to keep it in touch right now. A lot of Discords I'm not active in because, spoiler, I'm not active in anything like that. I'm not even really that active in fucking social media right you know,
1: now. And our Discord for that that they put together for our D and D group, there's only three channels. There's a general chat, there's the maps, and then there's a side talk one for the uh, the PCs to just bullshit. Um, and that's it, and not counting the voice channel. But that's it. Our our. Our one guy did discover, though, that... See how you can hear Gonzo typing?
2: That's no, not Gonzo, or, that's John. Just...
1: Or John. Anyway, you so you can hear the typing, but one of the guys in our Discord, he, it was like hammering thunder, the way he was typing on his keyboard, because he was only using the native mic that's in his laptop.
2: Oh, yeah, so it's right there.
1: Yeah. Okay. and uh, But Discord has this new this new thing that's in beta, but it's called noise suppression.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And once he turned that on, totally eliminated the, yeah. uh, the keyboard sound.
2: Yeah, and I have a mechanical keyboard. It's loud. Apologies, but I fucking love it. Well, I love mine too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a lot of things. There's a lot of technology there, and it's getting better. Honestly, you know, COVID-19 has forced companies to put a little into it, and unfortunately, Skype seems to be putting the least into their uh, their software right now. But, I mean, there's Zoom out there, too. The problem with Zoom, of course, is that your free meetings are limited to, like, 45 minutes or something like that. Um, Now, if someone's got an actual paid account, cool. And that's actually, being from back in the day of gaming clubs, that actually is worth it. If you guys are doing enough online gaming, have dues and have people put together money, and suddenly things that are, uh, you know, little money like that suddenly become not a problem.
0: Yeah, and it also, you know, a lot of the things aren't expensive either. They're just, help Yeah, but they
2: can, they can build to it, too. I mean, you don't want oh, to get yeah. too much stuff because then you start building it and you're, like, suddenly, like, oh, my God, suddenly our role-playing game's costing us, you know, you know $10 each a month. That's that's not, I mean, I'll happily play $10 a month to, to play role-playing games, but it starts becoming a, a thing, and you don't want it to become a thing. correct. You just That's sort of sure the it. hobby thing of why role playing games are great. Because once you get a handful of books and some dice and stuff, you ain't really got to buy much ever again. It can be your cheapo hobby. Because when I was a cheap young uh, teenager and all, it was my cheapo hobby. But so here or there. But uh, so there's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, honestly, you can even and this is going to be sort of old school out there. You can find anything you want, and you could play by post.
0: Ooh.
2: Oh, you're woofing, huh? Ah. Come on, so Get some old school love in here.
0: Man, play by post is scary.
2: Yeah, but it, you can have some fun with that. If you're not technologically savvy, if you don't want to get on there and vocal, if you don't have a good microphone or whatever, because there are people out there who don't, you can play by post and it's fun. You can play by email. I've done that too. Hell, I played by post back when it was BBSs and I would have to log into a BBS or someone else's computer, for those of you who don't know, type my post up, <laughs> post it, and then get it off so someone else could read it and go and, and do something with it.
0: Yeah.
2: I've done many of those, um, honestly. In the, the As soon as personal emails and group emails became a thing, it that became suddenly so much easier. I've done several role-playing games like that. Uh, and it's super fun. It may not seem like it's super fun, but it's still super fun. Because remember, this is all because we can't get together. Maybe you can't get together because it's COVID-19. Maybe it's because all your friends moved away or you moved away. So, I mean, keep in mind, there's a lot of stuff there that you need to not just discount because technology is advanced. Technology's advanced, but this is still valid things. Oh, Hinton played chess by mail. That is Whoa. legit.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Chess by mail. But you don't discount it, and put thought, like I said, uh, the start of this part was, put thought in what game you guys are going to play. If you're going to run a game, make sure you can run it. Like I said, as much as I love D&D 4th Edition, I wouldn't even pretend to try and run that shit by, uh, over internet. That would not work. You would have to have too much stuff. Um, you know, Back maybe when Wizards of the Coast, it was their active game, and they had all the online stuff. And they, were, they were actually working on something to play the game on the internet, which was cool, but they never got it out of, you no. know, testing, unfortunately. But it's just too much. Any older-ish DD is better. Um, I could see playing um, Genesis, the system they use for the current Star Wars game or anything, yep. over there, as I'm sure Gonzo could. The dice might be a little weird, but at that point, if you've got cameras, you still have dice cams.
0: Um, there is a dice roller for Genesis system, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's it's doable. If that's what we ran. the The Star Wars game was played with the Genesis system, um, and okay. so it was done there. So I mean, oh. that's that that can be done. Um, yeah, but Dawn of the Harbinger, know, which like, the entire season is on there. So I yeah, mean, if y'all it, wanted to watch that,
2: but if you guys have cameras, because a lot of us have webcams, um, I hope you're not trying to buy one now. They're really stupid expensive because. <laughs> oh, <I love> <laughs> But if you have a webcam, you can literally just put your webcam pointed at your dice tray and roll your dice on the camera.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's a great use. Uh, for Discord, there are several different bots that you can use for dice rolling uh, yeah, that's, that's in true. Discord.
2: That's the thing about Discord. There's a lot of bots you can do for all sorts of things. You just have to go in there and poke around and see what they're doing, you know? See what they've got available, what your uh you know what? What you can add to it. There's a lot. Of, I mean, and it's not really hard. It's actually really, overall, pretty easy to, to run Discord. I mean, it is. At the end of the day, it is basically just like any other, you know, you know sort of message board typey thing. It's like the new version of a message board.
1: It is very message board. Yeah. One, two,
2: three, four, five, six, seven. Nine. Apparently, I'm a member of ten different Discord channels. I don't <laughs> check. <laughs> But it's, it's the big thing now. I mean, honestly, some uh, there's a bunch here that are just rewards from Patreon. I support people. And you can come and jump to our Discord. Cool. I'm probably not going to chat with those people, but it's okay. I mean, features I don't use are okay. I was going to give you money anyways. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff there. Maybe you guys can keep track of stuff out of game. We had a lot of, uh, back in the in my email days, we would send a lot of emails back and forth to people about, you know, what we're doing so that we're coordinating the stuff we would know and we're just keep it tight you know keep it together like obviously you'd know this and then you'd know this it was super cool but I mean I actually think honestly for most of these if you don't need all the add-ons for something like Roll20 or uh, what was that one you talked about Kathy? Fantasy Grounds? Fantasy Grounds Fantasy Grounds if you don't need that go and just use Discord there's a lot of functionality there
1: oh yeah I mean our Monday night group, that's all we use. And yep. there are people who, like I said, uh, the one guy uses the mic that's just native to his laptop, and another guy does the same thing. And we had to say, dude, you can't have the TV on while we're playing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's also a good idea in general. I mean, and that that's sort of the other end. I'm glad actually you brought that up, Kathy, because that becomes a great point, is... You're at home, you're at your computer, you're probably in your comfort zone. It is easy to be multitasking while you're role-playing. And you don't want to do that. And this is purely an etiquette thing. This is I know you guys can multitask. I know you can. But you're sort of doing a disservice to everyone else who's spending their time on it by multitasking too much. Because the first time you got to go, hold on, what happened? That shows you weren't paying attention and you're just sort of wasting everyone's time. And yeah, it's not necessarily a big deal, but we should all be a little considerate. You know, we're all trying to get here. We don't want to take too long. You're already going to have the bullshit phase, which is going to last half the night. And then you're going to get to the game. And they're going to have the Monty Python comment section that's going to take, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes, 20 minutes. The Princess Bride uh, quotes. It's going to take another five or ten you know, whatever else your individual group does for quotes, maybe it's old games, old game story stuff like that. Sexual
0: innuendo- in windows? That never innuendos.
1: happens in role playing.
2: I mean, role playing is just an excuse for sexual <laughs> innuendos, isn't it? I kind of have all that, so it, and it, just do the do the service of trying to uh, keep yourself focused on the game. I don't bring up my phone. I don't. I'll switch to tabs occasionally when stuff's going on that I shouldn't even know about. And that's when you really want to. That's sort of the best thing about it. Is you can go, you know, I shouldn't know about this. I'm not going to pay full attention. I'm going to pay a little bit of attention because something funny might happen and I want to be aware of it. But I'm not going to be fully invested in that part because my character should not know anything at all. But also, you want to kind of pay attention because they might just go, okay, I feel uh, I feel jack in on this. Like something like, oh, shit.
1: Uh-huh.
2: They just told me but didn't tell me fucking A.
1: So and so just did a, a message can trip
2: so that they could tell you, blah, blah, blah. You're like, yep. what? What? Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a fine end. I try not to pay too much attention when I'm out there, just the, the basics. Because honestly, you're not going to have all the details that so they just filled you in. Uh, but that's, you know, like some, some higher end role playing etiquette, let's say. Um, but keep that in mind because, I mean, it, I was brought up, my role players, that role playing was. I don't want to say serious business was fun, but it is a joint dedicated endeavor and you should be respectful in how you do it because everyone else is there too, spending their time on it. You know, we're all spending time together. Let's uh, make sure we're all doing it to make sure we all have as much fun as we can. It sounds kind of, I don't know, God, elitist, kind of taking a fun game and making it work. But, you know, again, this is people's hobby and, you know, we're all trying to have fun together. So at least you can do is at least to not be
1: rude and sit on your phone and read the news while God damn right the, while the GM is trying to explain a whole a whole big plot point and then yep. go wait what did I miss?
2: <laughs> uh, you don't want to come from work, be really tired, and sleep on the couch and then. When the GM gives you a chance to join into what's going on and say, no, I'm just going to do my other thing instead and not join with the rest of the party. Because I don't get you kicked out of the party real quick. Spoiler, I've only kicked one person out of one of my parties ever. That was him. <laughs> and then he blamed me. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> but that thing, you know, you want to take it all serious. We're all spending a good portion of time together. I mean... The shortest amount of time you expect to spend on this, you're probably spending two to three hours on this. So, I mean, be respectful of people's time and and, and do what you can together. And don't hesitate, because this is all new ground. Like, people have done online campaigns for a while. They may be experts, but you haven't. And sometimes you'll bring something to the table they haven't thought of. Think about how you're doing things. Think about how you could do things better. Like, oh, hey, you know, I see you're doing this. Could we do this instead? I think it'll work better. Bring it up. Chat with the GM afterward, outside of it if you need to. There's a lot of stuff you can do there to to help make the game better and, you know, look at other, like, do the basic research on what you're using. Like, I did the basic research on Roll20 and I actually took the day off the first time we played. I took the day off and part of the thing of the day is I made sure my character sheet was updated so it wasn't wasting people's time when we got there and I did the basic research from Roll20 so I knew how to do the basic things I should have to do. I mean...
1: That's very cool. Oh, and another thing with these—I uh, don't know about—I think Roll D Twenty does too, but yep. Fantasy Grounds and whatever this other one was, <clears throat> Altera's just started using. It was our maiden voyage with this new one on Tuesday night. Uh, they all integrate into D and D Beyond, like your character sheets in D and D Beyond. Uh, it'll it'll get all of the data from those and be able to use it in those programs, which is very handy.
2: That's super cool, yeah. If you have integration like that, I would use that program first. Um, I mean, sometimes you don't necessarily have that integration, but, you know, Traveler only has the integration of someone did the character sheet, so you could uh, put your character sheet up and then just click. I just click and go, I need to do athletics. Click on athletics, it rolls it, and everyone sees, you know, what John rolled. Uh, yeah, Beanie, and that was uh, that was the dude who uh, hid in the bathroom.
1: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> yeah, we, they assaulted a house to do role playing stories, which happens every time we talk role playing. They assaulted a house with bad guys. Um, the Dragon Ball Z Vegeta ripoff and the Iron Man ripoff both showed up at the same time. The Iron Man ripoff hid in the bathroom, while the Vegeta ripoff just beat everyone up because he's Vegeta, and he was very appropriately Vegeta fair, this was the Jason's first role-playing game. And actually, it was a very amusing character that he did. He role-played it to the hilt. It was it was very amusing. But he didn't even realize the I was just hiding in the bathroom. And then everyone else showed up. And then he kicked out down the bathroom door and started shooting people. It was a thing that happened. And an early exposure for the Jason to good role-playing. He's like, I don't know you hid in the bathroom. But if I ever find out, I will beat you. It's, you know. But yeah, so I mean, there, there's a lot of programs out there. They have a lot of functionality. Try and at least do the the, the minimum to get those to work, you know. <clears throat> if you just need to put your character sheet in, try and do that before the game. I know we're all busy, and even if we're not busy, it's hard to want to... I find it hard to get the, the desire up to do something related to the role-playing game because this reminds me we can't meet in person. Yeah sort of like rubbing my nose in it. But I'm like, no, I can spend the half an hour at most it'll take for me to update my character sheet and all that and put it in the least I owe the rest of these people.
1: I'll tell you one thing we did. Uh, so, yeah, our, our DM is, has some medical issues, and uh, so there have been a few that we've missed lately. And there was one where... We just decided to get together on Discord, just the players. Minus the DM. And I got my notes out because I'm the note taker in that game. Are they perfect notes? No. But I was able to go back because one one of the people has missed a bunch of games. And she was like, I'm totally lost when you guys talk about this and this. She's like, I don't remember anything about that. And so I I went back and we reviewed my notes for the last few months of us playing. And we just talked about our characters and what sort of things we wanted to do with our characters. And, you know, some of the plot points that we might have forgotten about. And Uh how we might want to return to investigating those things and stuff. And it... Not, we weren't playing D anD D, but we had a really good night of conversation. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know,
2: downtime with your characters could actually happen there.
1: Yeah, it was it was really uh, it was really a lot of fun, and you know, I would do it again. But that was another thing where we just we all miss each other. You know, mm-hmm. we're used to seeing each other every week, um, so it was nice to catch up with them. And review, you know, stuff that's going on and, and talk about, you know, where we see our characters, the direction of those characters going in the future, which was interesting. Uh,
2: I would even suggest as more of a GM than a player, uh, invite the GM to that. Because if you guys have totally discounted a plot, a, uh, a subplot, the GM shouldn't pursue it anymore. Like you may have seen it and not been interested at all, and not act. he should not that him being in on the notes means like oh they're not they don't care about that cross that off finally not important I'll make something else. <clears throat> I've had a lot of times when I've seen people and they talk about stuff and they're like they've discounted stuff I'd started I'm like nope that's not important obviously I'll cross that off. Though to be fair and I hate that Banyan's on to hear this my style is to throw plot points at at them willy nilly and sort of see what they grab onto. It's like a house with a million laser pointers. Let's see which one the cat goes after. <laughs> so.
1: EDN yeah, has already figured this out, apparently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is funny, because he's the one I look at the most. Like, which plot's he going to go after?
1: My friend Warren, when I used to, uh, back in the way back, in the 90s, when we used to play Warhammer Fantasy roleplay... Uh, He used to throw obvious hints at people, and we called them flying manhole covers because you can't miss that. You're like, did you realize what he's trying to do right here? He's throwing a giant hint, and you people are totally missing it.
2: Did did he give you a a ticket to the Clue bus, but you forgot to get on? (laughs)
0: Because yeah. sure. what it is, what's the thing? You can always tell your players, hey, the plot is this way, and they'll go that way. Oh, yeah. It's like hurting cats. Yeah. Never works.
1: They um, just You never know what people are going to focus on.
2: Correct. Yeah, they could take the slightest detail and be like, that's the most important
1: thing ever. <laughs> and
2: I'm like, all right, hold on. Now it's the most important thing ever. I learned my biggest lesson watching one of the guys go in his notebook after he did some stuff. He's like, hold on. He gets the pages, rips out his notebook, crumples them up, and throws them away. What was that? That's the plot you just skipped. Like, that is that is good? We are victorious?
0: <laughs> no, that just means you missed it all. Oh, no, I mean, we got
2: to the end anyways. We just skipped it.
1: Honestly, <laughs> I mean, why discard it if you can use it again later because people were too stupid to notice it the first time?
2: Oh, it's not that we didn't necessarily notice. We just may not have given a shit. We're weird like that. All you do is
1: just change it a little, right?
2: To be fair, after spending all this time to get to the the, the, the uh, Kingdom of Beers, all this time, we got to get to the Kingdom of Beers, we got to get there, we need to talk to the king, tell him our plot, he'll help us. So we get there, we get to the Kingdom of Beers, we talk to the king. You know, the king of beers. <laughs> At that point, we didn't really give a fuck about his shit anymore. We're like, let's just get this done, because sort of when we got to the plot point, we'd switch GMs back to the other GM. Let's just a little bit... Switch to the one who actually has puns that don't hurt us physically. Fucker. So you don't even, even think it, it's not spelled B-E-R-S. B-E-R-S, it's B-I-E-R-S. You're like, oh, okay, cool, the kingdom of beers, talk to the king. Uh,
1: uh-huh. you know, like, B-I-E-R-S, that's like, how you spell beers in Dutch.
2: Yeah, and they're like, and fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, fuck you, dude. I... Ooh, I was about to purpose some violence onto that GM. Like that's, I like puns, and no, fuck you.
1: You know what would have been fun though is if they had gone to the frogs and you know incorporated the the frogs in somewhere.
2: I mean, fair. Uh, Actually, this might have been pre-frogs. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. We were hanging out in Rob Spencer's basement. No relation. (laughs) I have to say that because people otherwise think we're related. That's fair. Anyways, where were we? We got off topic, as is usual.
1: Way off. Well, not not way off topic. We used to talk about role-playing games, just not online. To sum up... It was before the internet existed.
2: Yes, it actually really was. So sum up, find the game you want to play. Try to make it less complicated because less complicated is good because online you don't have the same resources available. Choose a program. Go
1: ahead. You know, if you trust your your group and you've been playing together for a long time like my Monday night group, we all just have our paper character sheets. We don't have any online anything. We don't have our (laughs) The D&D Beyond or anything for those uh, oh. We don't even We're not even required To roll dice using the bot And And one of the people doesn't Because she just doesn't get the She doesn't get it uh, Which whatever that's fine um, She just doesn't feel comfortable Doing this she just rolls the dice And and We're not questioning her ethics You know what I mean yeah. It's it's fine. She wants to roll the dice and then tell us what it was. We trust her. Why not? Uh, you know. I mean, it's a game.
2: I mean, I'll be honest, Kathy. I've been playing with my group crew for a very long time. I don't trust them for shit. <laughs> there are bad guys who are so annoying. They'll be like, I got to fudge because I have to hit that fucker. <laughs> Not the at plot. the
1: crucial, at the crucial moment, the crucial moment when you have one last chance to hit them, you have four hit points left. You roll that twenty, one. You roll it again because you know critical fail, one. And you die. Yeah. No, no, you don't. But something hilarious happens. <laughs>
2: Indeed. Oh, yeah. So. So choose your game, try and make it less complicated. I mean, obviously, you don't have to make it super, but you want to stay away from the super crunchy ones. They lose a lot online. Uh, choose a service you want to use, um, be it Skype, Discord, Roll20, uh, Fantasy Grounds, whatever. Make sure you're familiar with what it does and what it can't do, so you can, maybe even before you choose your game, so you can make sure they jive. Um, and then just go to it. Make sure respectful, because everyone's spending time together. You know, try and make sure you're you're doing the right setup and everything, and you're not wasting everyone's time. I mean, obviously you digress. Everyone's going to digress. No one has found a way to kill the digression beast yet, no matter how hard we try. But try to do what you can to uh, curb its uh, attacks and keep stuff on topic so you guys are you make an effective use of your time, and then just have fun. You know, it's a good time to get together with your buds and play the game, and uh, maybe forget about How fucking terrible the world is right now.
1: One thing I've observed in both of the groups that I've been playing with is there's less digression when we're not in actual face-to-face contact.
2: A a little less, absolutely. It's weird. I don't know why. But uh, that's a little bendy, but not too bad, Gonzo.
0: A little bit, okay. I mean, because this is a thin piece, but... I also want to like check out the details. So I'm going to prime them and see which ones has a better detail too cuz this, this these are Can hard be fair, I just prime one, and wash them.
1: This one is also a little bendy, but whatever because, you know, like yeah. I think it's a thin piece. Excuse
2: me. Yeah.
1: It doesn't yeah, feel it's, like it's
2: it doesn't feel like it's feel
1: unusually rubbery. bendy. It doesn't feel rubbery.
2: Yeah, I had, had guardsmen legs from one of the four drill kits. I was like,
0: bend them. I'm like, that's not good. Uh. <laughs> no bueno on that. There
1: yeah, was no one year. Bueno. There was one year at the Chicago Games Day where they had uh, the Gold Demon statuettes, and uh, they weren't. Some of those weren't fully cured. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. You hate it when they start to ooze and shit. Those are like, that's unfortunate. Like, we had a, uh, a appropriately, uh, one of our guys, Bill, had a great unclean one of Nurgle that started to ooze resin from inside. It was no bueno. I mean, he got to replace them, but it was like, that's not nice and terrible and, wow. Yeah, it's too. so Nurgle. It's,
1: it's,
2: it's extra Nurgle. It's nurgle
1: I was like, could you just cure this like it is with all of these weird things coming out of it?
2: Yeah, it was it was really the oddest thing. It was the first time we'd seen Preston do that.
1: So, how are you liking the uh, the colors on your Star Lord Gonzo?
0: Uh, I like it. I, I mean, the brown turned out like I wanted just enough to give it you know a leathery look. Uh, I'm going to go back and do some touch ups and such. But I mean, like the buttons, I'm going to make metal. I'm about to. Um, if this is dry enough, there's a zipper too. Yeah, it's the been zipper. Out
1: of focus. If you hold it a little closer to the camera, maybe it'll help.
2: It's been blurry this whole time. Why change now?
1: Oh. Okay. Has it
2: really been? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We talked about know? it like,
2: like a while ago.
1: Out of focus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine. We were Sorry talking. Enough. Most of the people that do this podcast thing listen to us instead of watch us, so that doesn't really matter.
0: No, but I need to get that fixed. Uh, I, I'm,
2: I'm chuckling because uh, uh, one of banion's friends is watching too and commenting directly to him, which is amusing to me. <laughs> so shout out to uh, Phoenix Paper. Hi.
1: Hi, Phoenix.
0: Yeah, it's it went back to autofocus. That's the problem.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, you were in a zone. we not really gonna. That's worse.
1: Yeah. Ah, see, better. Worse. This is, it's like the glasses thing. Is this better or worse? Now or this? (laughs) This or this? Paper Phoenix, even. We'll just call him Phoenix, right? hi!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm... I like how the, the, the definitely like how the pants came out. Um, yeah. I went sort of different. I went with a tan shirt and then the reddish jacket. I mean, you can't see mine necessarily as well. I don't have as much light up, but you can see a little bit. Oh yeah, yep. But definitely blue pants.
1: Trousers.
0: Trousers. Blue trousers. Yeah, you're still
2: just doing all uh, contrast paints for all of your marble Yeah. Prints?
0: I'm, I'm still gonna do paint everything in. Uh... Contrast paints. Uh, of course, like the metal I've got to paint, you know, with a metallic, but uh, for certain things.
2: I right, Kathy, you need to innovate the non-metallic metal with contrast paints. Go. And good luck.
1: I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't have contrast paints, so... I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own any... Jim- Jim put a couple over here a few months ago and I haven't used them yet.
2: Uh, I would suggest I like to use them as uber washes. Uh, they are very good as uber washes and occasionally as contrast paints. You
1: know what's funny is Jim was just doing two streams, two or three streams where he was using contrast paints to demonstrate how well they can be used mixed with other paints as oh, yeah. just some kind of a medium, like mm-hmm. a tinted medium. Yeah. And, uh, it's it you know they
2: are a very good tool.
1: It keeps the paint uh wet for longer so you can do more things with wet blending. And because when you apply those to the surface, uh they remain wet for longer as well, then again, there's more opportunity for for wet blending than there is with just regular straight up acrylic paints. So they are yeah. handy that way and it's it's It'd be fun to experiment that way if you have the contrast paints.
2: Yeah. But it's, it's also a great way of showing how just because they are theoretically used for X does not mean you cannot try to use them for Y.
1: Absolutely. There is it's no okay. paint there is no paint ever that that should only be used for one thing.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean I, I like that. That's actually really, really cool. And like I said, just because I mostly use them as like just a sort of next level wash. Almost a full stain, mm-hmm. sort of like the old inks, just without all the bullshit of the old inks. Yeah, when I know people love the old inks. I fucking hated them. Very rarely did they ever do. You had to do so much work just to make them do what I wanted them to do. And contrast paints pretty much do that, or washes do it. In the cases that they don't, we're to get. Uh, remember the uh, was it the Necromunda worker Like, you know, if you want to make your uh, your ink work, you know, this way, it puts a little bit of dish soap in it. And suddenly I had that dish soap in my fucking painting station.
0: I remember that.
1: That's so weird, yeah. I remember people talking about I mean, that. I never it, tried it, but... It worked.
2: It absolutely worked. But you're like, I have dish soap in my painting station. Now, you had to be careful, though, because you got bubbles that would pop, and then that would be fucking terrible. Oh, huh. Interesting. Ah. Last from the past. <laughs> it's nearly this good back then. Is he going to have white sneakers, Gonzo?
0: No, I'm getting uh, some... I've, I've got to, I had to fix a little spot, but uh, he's going to have brown.
1: I don't know, but I think red would be, cool. like, red, red, you know, like red a chucks. Chucks? Red yes. chucks. Yeah. I had those in high school, man.
0: Red, red chucks, being
1: Gonzo. Me and one other person in our entire high school.
0: Blood red, Blood Angels red, coming up.
2: That's sort of an orangey red, but I think a red wash over that'll be... Oh, you're using contrast paint or everything, never mind. Yep. Um, and now the weakness of your choice shows its really ugly head. Media
1: <laughs> section.
2: What? Do have a media section? Hold on. I'm we do. It. I think Kathy wants to talk about a, a band, maybe an orchestra. I do. I think you do. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe <laughs> a ukulele orchestra. Oh,
1: yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I did just discover them this week.
2: All right. I am quite aware. I may have also discovered them this week. <laughs> it may actually be your fault. <laughs> it's
1: is my friend Susan's fault.
2: Well, thank your friend Susan because uh, it has been fairly amusing. She's
1: awesome. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to a few of their things.
2: So, since we'll start off there, um, who cares about counting? Uh, what is it called? The
1: the uh it's Great the Ukulele Britain, Orchestra ukulele. of Great
2: Britain. The, the U O G B. Yes, the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. They have their own website, www.ukuleleorchestra.com.
1: And they have a YouTube channel.
2: They do. And they have a lot of very interesting music on there.
1: All, uh, they do a lot of covers. Uh, and of course, every single person in in the uh, orchestra, plays a ukulele of some sort,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're just fucking amazing.
2: It is pretty fucking amazing. It was very <laughs> enjoyable. I, I like
1: uh, Hinton knows, too. Uh,
2: obviously, you belong here, Hinton, because that's yes. uh, great. Uh, I like quirky music like them, and they are very quirky and amusing. And since they're British, where an American band might take the humor aspect too far they very Britishly deadpan it and it's extra funny because of that I mean, because I'm like are they serious? Are they there? okay, they're half serious okay, that's perfect but i uh, check them out there they're very amusing um, on to actual stuff uh, Kathy, did you watch something again this week? are you going to make it uh, to- Pro? I
1: need to think about it
2: I mean, unfortunately, Baney and i Bainey and I—did not watch Lady Hawk because he didn't think it was worth the four ninety-nine or whatever it is to rent. And it's actually really kind of hard to find a good Blu- Blu-ray right now.
1: Well, I just have the DVD. I
2: special. mean, yeah, we, we do not. So he's like, "eh, hey, not really worth it." Uh, so we watch something else instead. Uh,
1: too bad.
2: Uh-huh. So, did you watch anything?
1: I don't remember.
2: That sounds like probably a no. no yeah.
1: I feel like I did, and I just can't,
2: I just... Well, you you butted and interrupted Gonzo in the middle of his tirade of a million things he watched, uh, if you think of
0: something. Okay, that's
1: fair.
0: Not a million things, I didn't watch much, actually.
1: It was actually a thousand things.
0: A thousand and one... Hold on a second, let me get this bright red that you want me to put on his boots.
2: (laughs) I mean, you're going to have to repaint the bottom... White, so it looks like a chalk. I mean, you got to do it right.
0: No, I
1: don't do shit.
2: I mean, I think we got to vote you. I think Kathy agrees you got to do it right. Is that right, Kathy?
1: Yes.
2: Whatever. You're it right. It's absolutely. Do right. it right. All right, went to Blues Brothers for a second. My apologies.
1: We can always go to the Blues Brothers.
2: I mean, I love the Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers is awesome. Hell yes. That is how you make a musical.
1: Oh, and let me interrupt you right there, because (laughs) in addition to the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain, there is another thing that I discovered this last week, or possibly the end of last week, and I didn't mention it, but it's the medieval-style covers of songs by Hildegard von Blingen. And uh, yes, and they are they are sort of the lyrics are rewritten to be medieval.
2: Oh my Comes up in a quick Google search.
1: And uh, and they're just they're amazing. It's like this this medieval uh, what do they call them? Oh, I don't remember.
2: Oh my god! They've got creep. The radiohead yes. song. Yes, they also have awesome. pumped up kicks. Uh-huh. I, you
1: have to watch that one, John. Later, you have to. You will die. I will.
2: It's Google page up so that I will uh, check them out afterwards.
1: So, so these are the these are the, the fun fun things that I've been weird now, quirky music that I've been I, listening to. I
0: do love some quirky music. <laughs> I listened to a lot of uh, real big fish this week. Uh, that would call that. Oh my God, Hinton also
1: knows. What are we? Do we live together, Hinton? And I don't know about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to that. Uh, and Gonzo Real Fish is probably one of my favorite bands right now. I was my favorite because um, I really like Less Than Jake. Also, but you could call either one of those my favorite, and I wouldn't necessarily disagree.
0: Well, I was driving, and I was I listened to the iTunes channel punk rock. And one of their songs came on, and I was like, "Oh, hold on, hold on, hold
2: on, Just on the punk rock channel, and ska came on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's the only place that they can really put it. Cause Excuse not me like while I flip ska. my desk. Ah,
1: oh,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but, the
0: yeah, it's kind of the punk rock channel is like the conglomeration of all of those types.
1: Just like alternative, whatever. What? Let's just dump it here. Yes, on the channel. Yeah. It would kind of
2: be okay if, like, less than Jake came on. They're a little more punk than Real Big Fish. But Real Big Fish (laughs) is not really at all.
1: And, like, (laughs) see, that alternative, alternative. Just make a Ska channel, for
2: fuck's sake. Make a Ska channel. People love Ska. Yes,
1: they
0: do. Oh, I do, too. It's just that's where I can get it without having to worry about it. Or just download it for free. Hashtag horn
2: section greater than not horn section. Uh, I do enjoy cards.
1: They're
2: they're somewhat amusing.
1: Um,
2: I will look them up. Yeah. Um. All right. So, Johnson uh, were you going to start on something you watch?
0: Um. Yeah. Let's go ahead and go with um, I, and, and there wasn't a lot. I did uh of the few things that I had time to watch. I uh, I watched a previous previous season of Alone, um, which was called the Redemption season. They took people from previous Redemption. seasons. And put them in this one. And it was interesting because these people that have been on uh, the previous seasons, like one lady was out there for like 86 days. And she left three days in. uh, Because she got a fish hook caught in her hand. On the top of her hand.
1: That happened to my mom.
0: Uh, Except for when it went in, it went underneath the tendons. And she was like, oh, "I'll just try to pull it out," and of course she couldn't because she no, was like, "Oh, it's a fish has form on it. <laughs> yeah, so she was like, "I'm going to try," because she thought maybe it was like God. just in the top of the skin. But when she tried to pull it, she could feel it pulling the tendons on the top of her hand. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. she's like, "Okay, Uh-oh. I'm going to try to push it through." She couldn't push it through.
2: Uh-oh. Oh well, you tap out then. They yeah. no she was like, "She's like, I
0: hate this. I have to tap out because this is a medical, you know, thing." Uh, had to tap out on David oh, yeah, And It felt bad. And it, like you
1: got a fish the hook help in your hand. These
0: at... Yeah. So she, Hashtag she was wear gloves. Yeah, she was she was pretty upset, and she actually I, I thought she would do really well because I mean she lasted eighty six days in Mongolia I mean, in wherever she was, and they were in Mongolia, and she had a pretty choice spot. So I was like, oh, she has a good chance, and that happened, and it was pure accident. She was pulling up a fish, the fish got loose, the hook swung around, and just got right into her hand. Um. Right. Shit happens. Yeah. Uh,
1: Even so, though, you need to get checked out when you get a fish hook stuck in your hand because tetanus and other stuff, yeah. other things can Well, come. that's the
0: reason why she was kind of worried because it was like, I can't get it out. And she, she left it in there for like a day. She was like, I'm going to try to get it out. Just She like lashed it up so it wouldn't move and lashed her hand up so it wouldn't move. And then like the second day she was like, nope, I, 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 I'm i oh. done. I've already exhausted all of my stuff. I can't do anything about it. And yeah. so was done. Um, watch that. She
2: actually generally had to have surgery to get that shit out. Uh, I,
0: I, I was going to look it up and I totally forgot about it to see what happened because they did some behind the scenes with her or said they did some post interviews with her. Uh, oh, and no. probably that's what, what happened is they because she tried to actually like clip the loop on the end of the hook off so she could try to push it and pull it better and it just that wasn't going to work. Um, so I thought that, that was interesting. Um, there were quite a few people that were like, "Why the fuck am I doing this again? Fuck this, I'm going home.
2: I'm <laughs> uh-huh. shot in five days.
0: Yeah, but like on the third day, I think is when it happened or something like that. Um, but it, it was interesting to watch still. I like watching it just to see what people make and do and um, the, the two people I the one person I didn't think was going to last very long did really well. Um, the one guy I thought would win, he tapped out like five days before the guy that won. So I was like, uh, um, one guy had to leave cause he hadn't eaten in a week and he's like, no, this is not good for me. And he tapped out. Um, one guy had to tap out because he was eating edible bark and, uh, wasn't having a bowel movement and he was so compacted that he started having major pains and had to tap out um, But I mean it, it was we doing a bad season it, They didn't last as long as the season That I watched before this Which is actually the next season after this one um, But it was fun to watch It was interesting I really like it uh, I've set it up on my DVR to record Because a new season has started And this new season um, It's a million dollars to, to win it But you have to last 100 plus days And be the last person so, if you tap out at day 99 and you're the last person, you or they have to medically remove you, you don't win. So, this is going to be interesting. Uh, it's a brand new season. First episode started this week. Um, there's one guy on there. I'm like, oh, he's going to be the first one to tap out, pretty much, <laughs> um, type thing. And then, uh, one guy already tapped out on like the first week or something, I think is what it was, because he... Um, he lost his fire starting kit and oh. he started to freak out and what was funny is right before he lost it he made his own hot tub he found an old boat and an old metal boat and turned it up and filled it with water and heated it up and had his own hot bathtub
1: because priorities <laughs> yes yeah.
0: but after that he lost his fire starting kit and so he was he started freaking out. He's like, "I can't live without fire," and he says he's not very good at doing a bow drill, so he was like, "I've got to quit." And I'm like, that's you know." You know I,
1: if you can nurse embers, you can laugh. You, I mean, you can build have a fire every day if you can nurse the embers every night. Yeah, well, can he. Them.
0: he says, I, I Kathy, thought that was interesting. I've
1: not played that game.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I thought that was interesting that he topped out tapped out so quick. Um. One guy that uh, is on there, because what they, I'm learning a little bit more about the show, they drop all their camera equipment off like the day before they're supposed to go out. And then they bring the person out to where the camera crew is or where the camera is that they, the equipment that they use to film themselves. And the guy dropped down and goes, Oh, there's my camera stuff. I better go get it. And it's like this big hard plastic case, probably about, you know, five feet or so. And there's like big bear claw barks and big bear claw teeth all through it and everything. And uh, he's like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> he's like, "Well, I got a bear in the area, so got to be careful. Um, but it was it was it, it's been a really good show. I really like it. There's a lot of stuff to like learn, um, and I like it that's a reality show where people aren't fighting with each other.
2: Yeah, and it does seem like it's a real reality show after the racer did real quick.
0: yeah. it's not fake, there's not like, because even the guy goes, this is real, guys, there's no green screen, uh, no green room and donuts like where we were. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
2: no, no, there's not like a crew with them or anything, it's it's legitimately them surviving.
0: Yeah, Uh, they're spaced roughly about five to eight miles away from each other, usually it's about eight miles uh, away from each other, so you can, they can, um, they won't run into each other most likely, Um, but I mean, there's a,
2: Quite a ways to reach people at five, to eight miles away.
0: Yeah, um, but I'm really liking it. It's a lot of it's it's good. I mean, I'm like, oh, dude, you just screwed up. Uh, like this one guy, he he shot a porcupine, and he was getting it, and luckily he had his gloves on uh, because he moved the <laughs> wrong way, and the pork you know, part of the the quills got into his hand, and he was like, "See, I'm not stupid." <laughs> yes. Take yeah. much for that to happen? No. Yeah. But uh, like, I said it's a new season, and it's interesting because like I guess they have to stay one hundred days and be the last person, if they Ooh. win one million dollars. One hundred days is a long time.
2: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to camp for like more than like three. Yeah. I'll do a weekend camping, but after that, fuck no. I mean, Boy Scouts the most we did was maybe two days. I never got more than that.
1: I don't know. I lived in a tent for months on end. No. But I was able to drive into town and hang out at the mall in the air conditioning sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's none of that. But, I mean, it, it, it's 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 very entertaining. It's You feel sorry for some people because you can tell. You know, I mean, the mental toll is usually what breaks people. Um, they usually are like, I... You know, I miss my family too much, blah, blah, blah. And they get... Honestly,
2: physically people are stronger than people think. Even, like, soft people are much tougher than they think. It generally is the mental stuff because... Yeah.
0: It was was the mental stuff that broke most of these people. Um, The people that had to be pulled out for medical reasons, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. When you start off skinny and you lose... You start off at, like, you know, know, 200 pounds and you lose 25% of your body weight and you weren't fat to begin with, You're losing the wrong type of stuff. You're losing muscle.
2: I could lose 20% of my body weight and be fine, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have build for that.
0: (laughs) That means I'm fat. Unlike some of these people, they can't, because they're, like, really physically fit, and then all of a sudden they lose 25%. It's 25% of muscle.
2: stuff. You're not getting anything you need, so, yeah. Yeah. So that sounds interesting. What's your your rating of that last season you watched?
0: Um... uh, I give it about a one. There wasn't anything bad about it, but I mean, like I said, it's a reality show, so it's hard for some people to get into it. Uh, if you like good nature reality shows and good learning, because I'm I'm learning stuff. I'm like, oh, that's how you would make a fish net, or you know, whatever, which I think is just kind of cool to 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 know because I'm I, I'm always learning stuff. Uh, so I I'd give it a one. No no issues on it. I really like it. It's it's very entertaining. I'll continue to watch it, even some of the oh. previous seasons.
2: Well, as I said earlier, Bainey and I couldn't didn't uh Bainan didn't think it was worth renting uh Ladyhawk since we've both seen it multiple times. It's like it's not really worth it for that price. Let's watch something else. Uh so we watched Knives Out, which is currently free on Amazon Prime. Is it? Yes.
1: It was it cost money the last time I looked.
2: Yeah, well we looked today, it's free. So uh, I know what you're watching this week.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> uh Knives Out is Ryan Johnson's sort of mystery thriller. Um, I would say it is in the vein of something, uh, like Death by Murder or Clue. Not as clearly comedy, though, but it has that whole sort of whodunit, but not entirely serious feel to it. And, I'll be honest, I enjoyed
0: the fuck out of it. Everybody that's seen it said it's really freaking good. I am so happy to hear that,
1: because I've been dying to see that, and I love the cast.
2: I, I love seeing, so... I saw Looper, which is Ryan Johnson's sort of first major film. Uh, And it was okay. I didn't think it was great, but then again, it was a little weird to me. And then, obviously, we've seen The Last Jedi, which I liked, but I didn't think it was the right movie for that particular series. Uh, It's good to see him doing something that, like, I feel is absolutely playing to his strengths. Um, It's got an all-star, literally an all-star cast. You know, um... Just a ton of people in it. They like every. There's so few people in it that most of the major roles are a major actor. In fact, honestly, uh, I think the only thing you might notice is that uh, some of the uh, the quote unquote main protagonist when you find out isn't is probably one of the least known actresses. But uh, it is very enjoyable. It is a great whodunit that definitely sets up and delivers on everything it sets up. Um, I'd have to t- re- watch it again to really do this, but I would tentatively say it is sort of a master class on how to set up things like Chekhov's gun. If, if you don't know what Chekhov's gun is, that is basically if you see a gun in the first act, it has to be used in the third act. And they set a lot of that stuff up, and it doesn't always come through the way you think it does. Um, and it's a pretty good story, it's never ever boring, it's always interesting, and I'm like literally, for about the halfway point on, I'm like, I'm really interested in seeing how this thing ends. And I don't want to spoil any of it, because it's still sort of a mystery and all, but let's just say that Chris Evans does a great job in it, Daniel Craig, I mean, you're either going to love or hate his his accent, he plays a sort of foghorn leghorn, southern gentleman accent. <laughs> <laughs> You're either going to love it or hate it.
1: I'm going to roll with the cheesiness of it.
2: Uh, I enjoyed the crap of it. Banion didn't like it as much. Um, but everyone... Jamie Lee Curtis does a great job. Michael Shannon does a great job. Don Johnson does a great job. Everyone in it does a great job. And it's just a really good and amusing movie. Uh, I cannot stress enough. And if you cannot guess by the fact that I'm still gushing over it, it is zero space herpes
0: join the crap it.
2: out of it, would happily watch again. I'm not sure it's a after you've seen it once, buy it on Blu-ray, but I would consider if it was cheap enough. And literally, aside from a million YouTube videos about MechWarrior Online and other stuff, that's what I did this week. But I have to say, Gonzo, if you're interested, uh, check out Baradool's stuff on MechWarrior Online and check out TTB. He is a little harder to get into because he is more classically German. His sense of humor is very German. There's nothing wrong with him, but he seems super serious because, I mean, it sounds like an insult. It's not because he's German. That's sort of their nature. You know, they're sort of, for a matter of fact, and all about it. It's all fine. But he has some good videos, too, where he does some fun stuff and some interesting stuff on MechWarrior Online. Uh, in fact, one I think you should probably see is when he talks about Dr. Lermenstein, and he does 1,800 damage in one match.
0: That's not bad.
2: That's not <laughs> bad at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> I think that's your highest damage in a match, plus my highest damage in a match, plus probably someone else's damage in a match. So, uh, there you go. That's what I've been doing. Uh, Gonzo, I'm sure you got more stuff to finish it out.
0: Um, there is... Let's see. I'm going to my list. Because I always type everything down. Um, I am watching Billions uh, again on Showtime, I think is what it is. Uh, Billions is a story about the uh, district attorney's office uh, going after super rich people. uh, Super rich, corrupt people. Um, Got a great all-star cast. Uh, Newest season started up not too long ago. Thoroughly enjoy it. I love the acting. I love the writing. It It is a... Uh, sorkin production type thing so it's got really good writing Um,
2: yeah he is great at writing stuff man
0: so i mean it's still pretty good i still like it a lot um i don't know how many more seasons it can go of them going after each other and you know all the play and underhanded dealings and backstabbings um before it's just overplayed you know what i'm saying um, because they always try to one up each other and try to get things done and all this other stuff. Um, but it's thoroughly enjoyable. Um, characters are great. You, you root for the bad guy also. So, I mean, cause sometimes the bad guy is right, uh, type thing, but I really like it. Uh, this season so far, uh, kind have got a one, uh, nothing horrible about it. So we'll have to wait and see until the end. John, you got anything else? Uh, no, nothing else, just that uh,
2: maybe that, uh, check out that one video I talked about earlier about uh, rating Indiana Jones' Lost Character arc. It's a very good video. I do suggest it. It was a great great, uh, great listen.
0: Okay. Um, let's see what else. I started watching a few more episodes of uh, Fairy Gone. It is an anime uh, about people that control mythical beasts and bring them out and fight each other and there's, like, a revolutionary war going on, and I... I mean, it's just great animation. Uh, I was saved by Captain Mizzy from another anime um, called Plunderer. think you know what it was? And... She's like, yeah, I'm like uh, the first three minutes in there and there's already a purview guy trying to get in people's pants and body parts. And I'm like, okay, right, thanks. I won't watch that so, one.
2: <laughs> it's an anime. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm really surprised you found enough anime you
2: like because the amount of anime that have that versus don't have that is very few.
0: Yeah. But she was like, yeah, you're not going to like this one. Don't watch this one. I'm like, okay.
2: I feel like I should rewatch some old anime. I might watch Bubblegum Crisis. I've been watching Cowboy Up but I loaned it to somebody before COVID-19, so I don't currently have it. Yeah. The Crisis. That's well, will start annoying. with Season 1 of, uh... Sorry, Season 2 of, what the hell is that stupid cartoon I'm watching? Clone Wars? Sorry, I am very slightly drunk. <laughs> uh, so I get to take a break, so maybe it'll be some Bubblegum Crisis and maybe some uh, Expanse Season 3 coming up. Ooh. Season 4. It's season 4, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. I'm behind, as usual. I tried to catch up, but it never works. I just keep putting out more and more stuff. I can't keep up.
0: Um, but that was pretty much all I watched. Um, I did want to talk about a few things that is coming out or is out but I haven't oh, had a chance Oh, you know canceled.
1: what else I watched?
0: Oh, go, Kathy! Interrupt him!
1: Go! <laughs> John told me I need to interrupt. We watched, we watched uh, Lord of the Rings, the first one. Oh,
0: Fellowship, Fellowship of, the of the Rings.
1: Fellowship of the Rings, right?
2: I assume um, the extended version, of course.
1: Of course.
2: Of course.
1: And if technically, Jim watched two like,
2: movies. That's two movies long. Fuck it yeah. Up.
1: Jim was like, "Well, we started at eight. It'll be done by the time you go to sleep." And I'm like, "No, man." <laughs> no.
2: You you start at eight; it'll be done by like eleven thirty. So we started at Don't
1: seven. I was still past my bedtime, um, but oh my god, that movie is amazing! So
2: good. I I would I mean, honestly say it may, be, it may be it the pure best of that series. It's just so good.
0: Yeah,
2: there's some the of soundtrack- about- is epic, like I hear music and I immediately see the main scene it was used for in my head.
1: That's exactly Jim and I used to spend so much time listening to that in the background while we painted. And when you're focused on painting like that and you've seen the movie and everything, it's like it's playing out in your brain while you're painting.
2: It's like you hear the music after Gandalf is dead. Every time I hear that song, that's what I think about. Spoilers. Spoilers, (laughs) for fuck's sake. The book was written, like, a million years ago, and the movie came out a very, very long time. I saw it my first month at Games Workshop for freeze. Oh,
1: my God. Because they had
2: the license, so they got free tickets. It was the greatest perk ever. Yeah, so spoiler, I didn't have to pay to see any of the Lord of the Rings movies in the theater. I did. I had to see it with the wife, but... Or then girlfriend, doesn't matter. Now ex-wife that doesn't really matter, but I didn't have to because I saw them all for free.
1: The two when the two towers came out, we saw that we. Uh,
2: God, that one's good too.
1: We drove up to Madison, Wisconsin, um, to see it with our friends at the midnight showing. Right.
2: I cannot blame you because so
1: three hours to drive up there, see the movie, uh, spend the night at our friend's. Drive back to Chicago.
2: I was so see hoping it. you weren't gonna drive right back after the movie because fucking. See it heck.
1: again. Oh shit. The same day.
2: <laughs> it, I hate to brag, but you know what the best part about seeing it for Games Workshop was not only did I not pay, I got paid. Well, I got paid my nice. hourly wages to see it, which seems like a fucking crime. I'm gonna be honest. Um. I did take one for the team. I sat between uh, one of our, uh, our uh, team guys, I'm not going to use last names, but Joe, who was a very weird individual, and John Stollard, who I'm not going to use full name for because he was the CEO of Games Workshop US by the, at that point. Uh, just because that way he didn't have to have Joe Gabber in his year old all, all movie, because that would have ended poorly for Joe who he would have gotten fired.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, that's, that's such a good movie. I mean, Film Ring is, like, great What's your favorite scene from it? I, I, I'm i trying to think of my favorite scene. I think I know what it is. I'm curious what yours is. If you can think of one.
1: I don't know, but... the uh, When they're in Lothlorien, that's where I want to live.
2: Oh, yeah, shit. I'm
1: telling you right now. I want to live in Lothlorien. So. I'm, I'm a wood elf. So... I mean, Rivendell is beautiful and everything, but Lothlorien with the trees and everything, oh. But I don't know, I mean, there's different things that I remember because we watched all the special extra stuff and all the, you know, Um, commentary from the people, so the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this is the part where Samwise cuts his foot in the river and where, where where Sean Astin cuts his foot in the river and you know, and this is the part where where uh, Vigo Mortensen, you know, breaks his, uh, what did he break? He broke his some bone. Yeah.
2: In the Two Towers when he kicks the helmet. You
1: know?
2: The hobbits like, are dead.
1: So, like, but, the whole time we're just like,
2: uh... Man, Vigo. Oh, like, my God. I've been in going, man, Sean Bean is going to be cool. And then I went out going, Vigo Mortensen <laughs> is my fucking hero.
1: Aragorn. Oh, my God, think- he does... An amazing job, and for being just sort of a last-minute kind of... Yeah, uh...
2: your replace Stuart Townsend, who was going to be... Uh, yeah,
1: and, and he was replaced, like, right at the very last second.
2: Here the crazy stuff. Like, honestly, my favorite scene is as he tells Frodo to run, because all the Rakai are coming, and he pulls his sword and salutes him before just going into innumerable odds. My mind does not... kind of cannot process odds like that because it's like it's all of
0: them. fun
2: but still it's like it's great and all the stuff you hear like when uh when Lurch throws the dagger at him Vigo actually parried that shit and it was like a real dagger because apparently Vigo was the most natural swordsman the trainer has ever met of
1: course he was
2: because of course he was because he, he, <laughs> he is Aragorn he's not <laughs> playing Aragorn he is Aragorn. It's so good. Vigo just, honestly, everyone in that movie does such a great job. That movie is, that, that trilogy is pretty much perfection. Everyone plays their role perfectly. Peter Jackson cast it great, directed amazingly. I could not think of improving that series. And I think that's why The Hobbit was so disappointing, because The Hobbit series trilogy is not bad.
1: I had a preconceived notion. I think you're right. Uh, I would have liked The Hobbit probably if I wasn't expecting it to be like Lord of the Rings on that level.
2: You, You got to perfection. You hit perfection. And now you have to come down to being just, well, that was a good movie. But it wasn't the Lord of the Rings trilogy because that movie just hit it all perfectly. Like... Honestly, people like there are things that aren't great about that movie. Yeah, they change the story a little bit much. It's a little overly long, but most of the acting jobs in it are absolutely top notch, and the ones that aren't top notch are still serviceable. Like compared to most of their fantasy movies out there, it is fucking top tier. It's just not Lord of the Rings. And that's the. It is damnable that the biggest problem with your movie is it's not the movie you did before. <laughs> that's fucking terrible. I feel
1: terrible. Lady V Miniature says, I loved Lord of the Rings, but it was way too bloody long. Have hubby forced me to watch the extended edition on DVD? I, I had watching- to drag Jim to the theater to see it, The Fellowship of the Rings. He had no idea what a Tolkien was.
2: Uh, I would say, honestly... Split each extension movie into two movies. There's a perfectly natural cutting point in each of them, if I remember correctly, where you can watch like Lord of the Rings. There's the end where Ellen says, "I declare you the Fellowship of the Ring," and then you know uh, Pip is like, uh, break,
1: "Break! Where are we now going?" Intermission,
2: and that's intermission. <laughs> Go, come back tomorrow night.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a way to watch it. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of having it on uh, Blu-rays. You can. Just stop it, and then come back again later.
2: So yeah, I had it on. I bought it originally on DVD. Gave those to my mom when the super extension came out. I have those, yeah. and then I bought it on Blu-ray two years ago because it came out and it was super cheap on Amazon. So I mean, I still have two copies because I'm crazy. Actually, Gonzo, keep them white. Those white sneakers look like I cheap. like the
1: white sneakers. Yeah.
2: Holy crap! They- I like it. They pop like a motherfucker. Uh, Asterix, I'm slightly drunk. Be- My opinions may not be fully formed. Well, I'm gonna do no,
0: a... the white sneakers
2: do look cool. They do. I, I, I think agree. they do look really cool. Like a little wash on them or something. Yeah,
0: not even great.
2: Wash. Not even a full, I mean, not even a full contrast paint on them. Like just a little wash to sort of get some detail on them. Then maybe a dry brush afterwards. I know that's not what you're doing, but I think you need to do it to make them look fucking legit
0: um the one thing i did want to talk about that's coming out is that the season's out and i haven't had a chance to watch it and mizzy's supposed to be watching it too is kipo age of the wonder Bee season season Oh,
1: i saw that the second season's coming out for that i still have to watch the first season i've been meaning to
0: i'm looking forward to it and i can't wait to see it uh another thing that i'm looking forward to of course Everybody that is into consoles knew the PS5 came out. Uh, the thing to show what it's capable of, and the first thing they showed was Spider-Man Miles Morales, and as a huge Miles Morales fan, I think I watched that trailer like four or five times. I fucking can't wait for this. Um, I just love Miles Morales as Spider-Man, and I can't wait for that game. But... Those are just kind of like my, ooh, I can't wait for it. Oh, um, yeah, yeah.
2: It looks super cool. I mean, I'm not going to buy a PS5. That's a luxury. I don't really need PC Master Race and all that. <laughs> also, to ask, I don't play no video games anymore. Yeah. It's not, it would not be worth it, but um, it does look dumb. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: The, the, the PS4 the, looks, I'm sure it'll or PS5 looks stupid.
2: a piece of equipment, but it looks
0: dumb. Yeah, it's it's not. It's I don't like the way it looks. It looks silly. Um, it, I think it's got style to it, but it is dumb Not style. A, yeah. It, it, I think it looks better than the Xbox box.
2: I haven't cared for a while. I used to be a PS guy, <laughs> then I got an Xbox. Xbox 360 was very good. But I, I'm so far removed from those days now um, that neither really matters to me. I'll save the money and put it into a new computer or an upgrade for my computer.
1: Seriously, PC gamer since.
2: Yeah. Oh. I've I've always been a little bit of everything, but uh, I, you know, at a certain point, it becomes unrealistic.
1: I mean, I did play Mario stuff on my sister's Nintendo,
2: but um, I, I like playing video game systems now, but I prefer to play it in person and be like an everyone on the same screen in person game. That's all. I, like, I thought it was stupid. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna like the Wii when the Wii came out, and then. We had all the party games and we just came together all Friday, every Friday and just played party games. It was super duper fun. Well, guys, that well, we is...
0: Go. We actually went kind of over. It's like the longest Excellent. we've gone
1: went way uh, over, but it was ago. the extended version. <laughs>
0: yeah, we we're, had we're the extended version of More Than Dice. On
1: well, the extended version,
2: we do an all-day podcast, which will
1: probably oh. never
2: happen unless we find a good enough cause.
1: Yeah,
0: do a yeah, good charity yeah. stream. You
1: never know. Yeah.
0: Alright guys, thanks for joining something. us. We appreciate it. For More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night, people. Look after each other. So if we did an extended diversion, if we did it for charity, John would be probably dead by the end of it. Uh Lady B Miniatures. I'm actually looking for Horizon Zero Dawn 2 also. I can't wait for that too. Gonzo is always upside down. A weirdo.